0: Ready? Welcome, everybody, to Blissfully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in nerd news and fandom in general. I forgot how we start this show. <laughs> it was, it's just like that. Except backwards. <gasps> but yes. Um, it's been a minute, y'all. I should welcome you two. Hi. Welcome uh, to my lovely co-hosts, Kelty and Kendra. Hello everyone.
1: We're back. Mm-hmm. We lived, bitch. More or less. I mean, yeah. <gasps> In the strictest technical definition, because <laughs> yeah. it's been over a year, I think. God, when was our last episode? I don't. Let me go confirm, but I'm pretty sure it was summer of last year. So like seven months. Seven months. That's a long ass time, okay. though. <laughs>
0: feels yeah. like a year it's
1: a year post pandemic yeah. time
0: Yeah. um so hi everybody did you miss mm. us i know some of you did we've gotten some comments oh well, nice. i see you <laughs> that's sweet
1: yeah i've been storing up my loudmouth opinions so i have them all ready to go <laughs> in the chamber <laughs> i i have been working my ass off the last like seven months and was unable to ever schedule any recordings at any point in time. So it's all my fault, actually, that we were off the air. But I quit my shitty job. So, free.
0: Back again, back again. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of things we've missed Mm -hmm. blissfully we may go back (laughs) i mean uh i didn't even mean for that oh but it was a pun
1: (laughs) cut out the part where she didn't mean it she told me no i did not um but uh, i think the biggest change is that i'm no longer on twitter which is just such a relief Mm -hmm.
0: it does things for your brain (laughs) it does and it just it's twitter's not real
1: it doesn't matter like less than one percent of the American population uses Twitter, and it's lower for other nations, uh, including mine. And it just really, when you stop using it and you don't have that noise in your head, it really drives home how much Twitter is just the insane ramblings of like the same five dozen psychopaths <laughs> trying to impose their <laughs> own weird moral panic on others in in disguise of, like, wokeness and liberalism and, you know, championing rights for, yeah, the discriminated and the downtrodden. And it's just so fucking not that. It's just a social in-group like any other that has social hierarchy and etiquette that you have to adhere to or you'll be ostracized and... Uh, well, I mean, etiquette in the idea that you must act a certain way around the group or they'll ostracize you. But fuck that, because they're all (laughs) psychopaths and I don't have the fucking time or resources to devote to that sort of social group. Yeah, I've cut a lot of it out of my life, too. Mostly (laughs) I'm just on it every once in a while to like like some of your tweets and then I go away again.
0: Yeah, I am am still on Twitter the normal amount. than I was before. So um, there may be a change in how we get some of our fandom news and we may be relying on y'all to bring some to our attention. Please and thank you. Uh, But that doesn't mean the show shan't go on. Not everything happens on Twitter.
1: No. No. In fact, most things don't. The biggest lesson is that, again, when you're not hearing the same reheated garbage takes from the same twenty or so super chronically online morons, mm. you realize how much doesn't happen on Twitter and how much the stuff that does happen on Twitter actually doesn't matter to anyone. Like at all. Like at all. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> readjusting of your your perception and the amount that you weigh certain streams of data against others. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That sounded real pretentious, mm-hmm. but... It's all just the same, like she said, the same 12 sociopaths, but, like, they don't... online. <laughs> they also, like, never go outside and don't do anything with those, their lives. those are the only people who are on Twitter that much, is people who aren't doing anything else. Well, and so, like, you'd think when you're on Twitter, you're like, these people are harmful to society, because they're saying harmful shit. They're but, like utterly deranged nonsense they, they don't go outside and talk to human beings, so they're not actually harmful at all, and if they do, they are like ignored, <sighs> yeah, these they're, are they're like, okay, yeah, great, fantastic, like they're the weirdos on the subway that everybody avoids,
0: mm mm-hmm. well, you've missed out on some hot hot takes, like the rise of incest in our society <clears throat> due to it uh. Being featured on Rick and Morty and House of the Dragon coming out this summer. <laughs> because it,
1: okay, because it's on Rick and Morty. Okay. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> so, you know, super glad to have missed be that. be on the actually. lookout. Like, really glad that I didn't have to spend an evening <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Let's at least hear all the um, bad takes. Oh god, I mean, there's no way I could sit and list them all. We'd have to catch up on everything that we've missed. That's
1: the thing also, is that, like, Twitter, the half-life of a Twitter discourse is getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. things are only relevant for the, like, four hours that they're relevant, and yeah. everyone's on to the next outrage.
0: Well, it's like um, that kid from Heartstoppers is in the new Harry Potter game and people were mad for like half a day, but like big mad. I don't know what Heartstoppers is. Heartstoppers is that Netflix queer romance that's like soft, oh! and it's the good kind of gay. Yeah, Because they
1: don't touch. Yes, because
0: it's chaste.
1: <laughs> yes. <gasps> yeah. Um. No, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, only those, in label. One of those actors is in the new Harry Potter game. Outstanding. Yeah. Okay, and they're mad because they don't like J.K. Rowling.
0: Right. There, man, B- boom, I've done the whole discourse. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. It was big mad for half a day and then on to the next one. Did they like horribly harass this underage actor? Oh, until he apologized. Yeah, of I, course. Yeah. yeah.
1: Of course. Outstanding! <laughs> yeah. Oh, outstanding. Yeah, how dare that poor kid need money? Mm-hmm.
0: Signing a contract three years ago mm-hmm. before, oh. like,
1: before the worst Those like... sort of problems were brought to his attention, you know. Amazing. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so we have harassed another underage, queer performer. Who oh. was closeted, they did bully him out of the closet. Oh,
0: even better. I think that was the other one.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. That was a different actor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, no, we just have stuffers, to terrorize yeah. all these actors. Yep. Um but we did bully one kid out of the closet because he was um Queer baiting because he was playing gay mm-hmm. and yeah. a straight actor his... playing gay is queer baiting yeah yep yeah okay yep. got it because I remember I do remember there was some some discourse of uh people equating um like murderers like gay bash murderers of queer baiting because they would play they would pretend to be gay on 10 on grinder to lure people to oh, their yeah. house what the fuck are them. you talking about so they called that queer baiting luring men to their grisly death <laughs> yeah, yeah that's queer baiting. on the pretense that there would be gay sex is queer baiting yep, yep. that's the exact yep. same thing as playing gay in a movie Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you see why it's just not worth it to devote any amount of attention <laughs> to this awful awful place i'm pretty sure terrible, that was my last like, terrible people i'm pretty sure that was like my last full day on twitter too terrible, like i was on awful <laughs> people who think they're genius is the thing that i can't stand <laughs> who think they're super insightful and have like just the lens to through which to view this hot take that no one else has and once everyone hears their their fucking genius insight they're gonna fix society or whatever and i can't fucking stand it (laughs) oh my god i can because i grew up with that whole attitude of being like well the liberals told me to question authorities so i questioned the liberals i don't know why you would want to spend one goddamn minute around people like that after that being like your home life Trauma bonding.
0: Okay, <laughs> I don't get it. But... <laughs> oh, yes. Um. Let's see. What else did we miss? Uh These little terminally online kids are still harassing people at conventions. So that's fun.
1: Always. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. They stalked a uh, friend of the show, Luna Soul, at another. Oh, yeah, convention. they're still doing that. Still. Huh? Wow. Like, grow yeah. up. Uh. What else big happened?
1: I mean, there was more of the same, like, there was something else. You know, AO3 is bad, actually, but oh, yeah. that never lasts. <gasps> there was Anna Mardal. Oh yeah! Oh. There was, oh. um, <laughs> well-known Twitter scold, um, turns out is a nepotism hire at Lockheed Martin! <laughs> Yep. yeah i forgot about that um that was a fucking <laughs> doozy <laughs> and like i don't know they were uh let's say unsympathetic to isabel fall during the whole um i sexually identify as an attack helicopter story fallout
0: uh-huh.
1: in an irony almost too good to be real they were personally very upset about the story by a trans woman that examines queerness and gender identity through the lens of the military-industrial complex (laughs) and ponders a future wherein queer ideology and identity can be subsumed by the military-industrial complex (laughs) in... in... If you wrote that, I was gonna say. in a movie or in a book, I'd be like, "That's too on the nose, <laughs> guys." That's, really, that's too. You're, you're. It's too much. You gotta dial it back. Um, there was a lot of argument over whether or not they were actually like um, critical of Isabel Fall, and they were. They didn't like. I don't think they like participated in like any of the greater harassment. At least that I uh, that I have seen, but they were uh, like, this story should not have been published, it was harmful, kind of mm-hmm. take. Yeah, so when people like are mad at the helicopter story, they usually try and now deflect their their anger or their outrage toward the publisher Clark's World, the like online magazine that originally published the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that was mostly what uh, they were talking about, being like, it's actually the magazine's fault for not making it more palatable to me.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> why isn't it designed for me?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, to quote Anna Mardal, why wasn't it made clear from the beginning that the author was a trans woman and that the piece is an owns-voice piece rather than a troll? How many trans-sensitivity readers from different genders were paid to vet this piece? Because uh, it's none of your fucking business, is number one. Um, number two, if a cis man wants to write a science fiction story examining his own gender I- identity he's allowed to yeah that's mm-hmm. actually totally fine and do that. the fact that you didn't like it doesn't mean it wasn't trans enough yeah i uh i really hate this concept of i a minority didn't like this thing written by another minority so it's it's not the right kind of so minority. It's, it's discrimination. Yeah. It's actually homophobia or misogyny or whatever. I there's a lot of female characters I don't like. There's a lot of female characters I think are written badly, and I don't think it's always misogyny. It is sometimes, mm-hmm. like to be sure, but not always. Sometimes there's just characters I don't like. Forget <laughs> characters. There's a lot of female <laughs> directors. There's a lot of female writers. But People... I'm like eh not for me mm-hmm. there are even ones that like i know objectively are good at their jobs they get oscars or awards or whatever and i'm like eh i just don't get it don't get the hype whatever and like you know i move on with my life cuz it's not it's not about me man something not being for you is not the same <laughs> as the thing being discrimination or harm mm-hmm. or whatever um but that's a million years old. Uh that was just so funny um to watch one of the biggest like Twitter morality scolds <laughs> be exposed to being a giant hypocrite. Mm. It was nice for me actually. <laughs> what a surprise mm. in fact. And I got a, like I don't think I kept the screen cap. But it was something along the lines of like if you are going to have a chronically online public presence of starting discourse over bullshit, saying things like reading is ableist, um... <laughs> I'm up here. Uh, you know, having a, a uwu gentle pit crew type following, you better be really fucking sure that you earn your income at the kitten hugging factory. Yeah. Because <laughs> there is a difference, I would say. Some people would say there's not, but I think there's a difference between working for, like... Let's say, Canadian Tire or Starbucks than there is working for a literal weapons manufacturing corporation.
0: Yeah. They make
1: bombs. <laughs> There's no <laughs> non-violent use for bombs. No. Dang. Oh, Just, just, I could not write an irony so sweet mm. as this one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they're up to now. I could give a fuck. I think they they imploded their account as well. I know, but it's been, like, over half a year, so that's usually how long these things last. Yeah. There was a resurgence of the sex is unnecessary. Oh, yeah, that one happens, like, every three weeks, though. Like, there should be no sex whatsoever (sighs) in fiction because it makes me an American uncomfy for some reason, (laughs) and I don't want to examine why. (gasps) I just like the... Screen cap of the one tweet that I have that named a bunch of different things that had um, unnecessary sex scenes but all of them were like very plot important sex scenes like uh, Pearl which is about like her being exposed to uh, pornography if I know correctly I have not seen the movie but I read a synopsis and I if i can read a synopsis and be like oh yeah sex scenes in that movie are definitely necessary then somebody didn't watch it but like they also have game of thrones in this uh screen cap and like a lot of people talk about like how much sex there was in game of thrones and just oodles and oodles of sex and there's really not there's not there's not no, that much sex. there's actually there really not really that much isn't. sex in Game of Thrones. There's a lot of nudity. There's nudity. There's a lot of nudity. Um, I can only think of sitting here right now. There was a lot of um, actual sex scenes in season one. Yes. And by a lot, I, I'm thinking of like two. Yeah. Two or three that I can think of right now where like the participants are undressed in some way and there is sex happening on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sex scenes are clothed uh-huh. because, you know, it takes a long time to get in and out of giant robes and shit. And a lot of the nudity, no sex is happening. They're yep. just, there's... I, there's people a are thing, bathing or just well, hanging around. People are bathing or, like, it is implied that sex has just happened or just about to happen. Yeah, <laughs> Because when they're saying a lot of, like, weird fantasy names like Valyria and Targaryen and, like, the middle audience, the, like, average audience goer who's not a like turbo nerd is like their eyes are glazing over and they're not <laughs> interested anymore they there are some tits that will show up in the background and they, they like perk right back up and they're paying attention again mm-hmm. they have they had this <laughs> thing that they kind of mastered for a while where they would do a lot of exposition with like a naked girl in the room yes prostitutes <laughs> talking and not then saying you're interested not saying it was like the greatest move but i am just it's not the same as a sex scene <laughs> Well, and the one for me is Game of Thrones, is that the main mystery that like kicks off the story is the fact that the king's sons are not actually the king's sons, because mm-hmm. the queen has has been sleeping around with her brother. Mm-hmm. So necessary, the, sexy. The inciting incident is someone witnessing that. Yeah. And then they try to kill him, a child, because he's he's. Con- He could blow up the whole, the whole, give the whole game away. Mm -hmm. So. The Game of Thrones. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And again, in that sex scene, there was, no one is undressed. (laughs) No. Oh God. And and it's not even very, like, they stop very quickly because they notice there's a child in the window. I have a theory that it's because Americans don't actually see naked bodies a whole lot. Except during sex or in porn Mm -hmm. So the only time they ever see another naked human being is like in a sexual situation Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case in a lot of the world Like if you are from northern Europe where there's a lot of saunas Or like I know in like traditional Korean spas you just kind of hang out totally naked with your whole family sometimes Uh Um, or if you went to a public pool as a kid or you went to the YMCA like you would just get changed with other people because it's just the human body man it's just they're all ugly they're all kind of gross in their own way and there's nothing wrong with it it's just a state of being but Americans are so scared of like nudity not even like sexuality but nudity at all that, I think they're the same. Yeah, the, like the idea of ever being undressed only happens in a sexual circumstance. Weird thing that I found out, actually, is that straight couples often are not hanging out naked in front of each other. No! They are only undressed to have sex. We found, fa- okay, yeah. So there was this, like, video, and it was, like, supposed to be cute. And it was, like. <laughs> it, was, like it was supposed to be cute, but actually ended up being very sad. It was one really of those sad, videos. But it was, like, showing up. Um, showing up without any context, naked in front of my husband, and then he just immediately like freaks out and is like, "Hell yeah, sex!" and I'm just sitting there like, "What? Like, like I'm just hanging out naked on my bed cause I'm comfortable, man. Like, it's the most comfortable state of my being. I I don't like to wear a lot of clothes if I'm not cold, and so I'm just gonna be hanging out naked and." so is so is kendra and who cares because that's just it's our house fuck <laughs> so it's it's just it blew my mind watching it because it was so many people doing yeah, this for it was like, like a, such a it was like a fucking tiktok challenge or yeah. something where you're supposed to like walk out in front of your husband or boyfriend without any clothes on and you're holding the camera so like nothing no one can see you you're just seeing the reaction of the husband or boyfriend and it was kind of really deeply sad how it rarely was. these men apparently ever just saw their naked partner or i guess got to have sex at all <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right? cuz like because immediately no matter what they were doing they like stopped and ran over and it was like sad yeah cuz like man i can't tell you how many times i've just like walked out naked and been like hey uh, babe where'd you put the salt like i can't find it i'm not needing to have sex in that moment i just want to find where the salt is (laughs) like it just (laughs) it's wild to me nudity isn't bad guys no just sex isn't bad either no it's not unnecessary it's actually usually like a very important emotional connection um yeah it's, intimacy is intimacy good. is nice. Uh, it's nice to see characters experience that in fiction. It can it's, even be hot. It can even you can even get your fucking rocks off a little bit if you're a super freak and that's not also bad nice to experience yourself sometimes if you it, want like it's a human experience and most, if not all of our fiction and stories and film is about humans experiencing something. I guess except for the like super highbrow concept stuff. Could be about, this movie's all about the life of a mushroom on a log. Well, even then, usually it's a metaphor for something in the human experience. I guess if like, you wanted to This be... mushroom is really I... your sense of self. If you wanted to be an asshole about it, I guess. <laughs> if you wanted to be a fucking film student about it. But! Yeah. But, um... So, you know, it's actually normal and good to have sex in movies. And rarely is it unnecessary. Anyway... I can I can talk about the the romance author that faked her own death because of yes fucking twitter harassment. Well, partly she claims she faked her own death because of twitter harassment. There's this uh, so like romance authors on Twitter have this stupid name for themselves called Romance Landia, which I fucking hate. Ooh. It's awful. Uh like they're like they're a little fight club or something, <laughs> um, and because it is a group of authors, they're all super catty to one another and hate each other and secretly talk bad behind one another one another's backs, like it's fucking mean girls and shit um and this is all like like people publishing books on like the Amazon Kindle marketplace and things uh sort of adjacent to the like bad art friend stuff of last year um of like authors having mean little social cliques and like shitting on one another and conspiring to ruin each other's lives and work and careers um so uh there was a, an indie romance author named Susan Meechin I think it's pronounced Meechin um it's going to be pronounced Meechin for this podcast how about <laughs> mm-hmm. and she wrote like typical stock like bad boy romance kindle fiction because apparently I didn't know this but it's been like uh, apparently like super popular like romance trend right now is like mob AUs (laughs) or mafia AUs where like the fantasy is to be like the mistress of a mob boss or something (laughs) Okay. Like, that's a, really? Like, get behind like, that, because I it's like, oh it's a dangerous bad boy with a lot of money, uh, who's gonna take care of me. Yeah, but, okay. I get that. Okay. That and he'll he'll kill someone to protect me or whatever. That is always hot. Uh but it's I don't know, it's just like a really specific like time and place historical setting for that very broad idea of like someone loving you so much they would kill to protect you. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because they all wear suits and men don't dress nicely nowadays. Mm. So, yes, seeing a man in a nice tailored suit is a uh, covered is, in blood. It's mm. something always hot. Yeah, that does it for me. Yeah, this just looks like incredibly normy mom fiction, like mom Aww. romance. Uh, Someone's got to write it. Okay, so here is her, um, like, about me. On the Kindle marketplace. Oh, no. I've been an avid reader as far back as I can recall, and... as Okay. This isn't great, because her first line is a run-on sentence. <laughs> oh, boy! Okay. I've been an avid reader as far back as I can recall. Period. New sentence. <laughs> it was a lifeline to transport me from dark moments in in life. My preferred genre to read is historical romance period new sentence (laughs) i love getting lost with the bad boys who were earl's kings and such (laughs) okay bad boy king (sighs) yeah uh when i decided to jump into the ring of author i had no desire writing the average romance like so many others do not like other girls (laughs) um i wanted to make my leads flawed Period new sentence <laughs> not bone well. <laughs> it is how I came up with my tagline, quote, author of perfectly flawed romances. Alright. There's okay. never a guaranteed H E A happily ever after, uh, in any of my books. Also, romance authors now have like their own dialect and jargon, kind of like fanfic authors, where you can just zero in on like the exact trope you want Uh and like find it and you don't have to worry about encountering anything you don't want to encounter Uh which i has pros and cons as far as i'm concerned yeah i think it's good to come across unexpected things in literature and media but whatever that's an argument for another day Uh um so yes there's never a guaranteed happily ever after in any of my books but they are packed full of emotions and love nevertheless I do warn if it's not a fairy tale ending. Uh oh sorry, I do warn if it's not a fairy tale ending for the ones who love the sweet reads. I'm a wife, mom, meme, and friend. Okay. Meme? <laughs> yeah, meme. Like an uh, internet meme. At least you're proud of that. Uh I live in the southeastern corner of Tennessee with my husband of twenty-four years, with our two cats and our four snakes. <laughs> Okay. If you don't see me running around online, then I'm normally off creating a world for others to enjoy. If you'd like to stalk me on any social media outlet, I'm on them all. I love hearing from readers, even if it's it is to tell me they hated the books they just finished. Same. Tell me how much No you such hate thing, me. no such thing as bad engagement. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, like there's this book called His Wicked Way. <laughs> Ooh. And there's a scowling man on the cover with a suit on. Is he hot? I'm uh, well, kind of like looking away from the camera, so you can't really see. Oh. I mean, he's obviously very handsome. Uh, and this is the this is the blurb that's provided on Amazon. Taking my seat as head of the family at twenty was never the plan, <laughs> but as luck would have it, my father was killed, leaving me to take care of our family. Getting married had never been part of my plan, no matter what my father had expected of me. Oh, boy. <laughs> Meeting my contract wife put me on the fast track of finding any loophole to get out of the deal, even if it was to destroy her reputation for life. So it's like an arranged marriage kind of romance thing, just okay. not in fan fiction, oh. just in, in a real, well, real, giant air quotes, uh, original fiction. Contract wife. Yeah, that's exactly what it seems to be. So, yeah. Oh, God, this is one of the Mafia ones! No, 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 this is one of the Mafia ones! Yeah. In a world where Mafia families marry to build power and not love. So, I guess it's just, like, it's, like, it's kind of, like, a historical, like, arranged marriage of, like, you know, European nobles or whatever. Except we get to exist in a time with electric lighting and phones and stuff. Mm, Yeah. So, anyway. That's the sort of stuff she wrote. I have not read any of it, obviously. um it does not appear to be very good i'm going to I'm going to state that's my snap judgment without having uh actually read a single word of her prose. Um, but if it's for you, it's for you, and I'm not gonna tell you that this is gross or cringe or anything. If this is the shit you love, then I'm so happy for you um yeah. If the, and apparently people did love it. Like, some people loved it. Because she had, like, a little... She had, like, a little fan group called The Ward. Like, W-A-R-D. Cool. Ward. Um, where, like, she and I guess her, like, closest readers and writers uh, hung out, shot the shit, talked about their opinions on her writing, where she would share updates and things like that. a little Facebook group. I love that for her. So, apparently... Two years ago, roughly, it was announced that Susan Meachin had taken her own life due to being bullied mercilessly by other romance authors online, through Twitter, through Facebook, or whatever. And she had pre-existing bipolar uh, disorder. And she had, in the end, taken her own life due to this abuse that she could not withstand. A month before her alleged death, The romance novelist, uh, posted on Facebook, talking about how, like, she couldn't take how mean, like, the industry was to authors, how mean authors were to each other, like, how shitty and backstabbing everyone was. Doing something that is, like, essentially a hobby. Like, you do make some money, I guess, if you sell books on, uh, Amazon, Kindle, Marketplace, but, like, it's not great. Um... You can't pay your bills with that unless no. you're, like, a super... Unless you're that fucking Harry Styles <sighs> self-insert fic that got turned into a movie <laughs> or whatever. And so then she pub- She was like, I am leaving. I'm not going to be doing this anymore. Like, I'm retiring, quote-unquote. Uh, and her final book was going to be published. And then it was, like, announced that she is dead. And it wasn't, like, confirmed to be a suicide right away. But she died but we're still gonna post her last finished book uh and it's now available on amazon for three dollars or whatever and people were like oh my god like that's so terrible like we're we're sorry to hear that uh there were like gofundmes set up to cover her funeral expenses and things like that um oh my god yeah yeah um the weird thing for me is how long this went on. So like, uh, which was <laughs> so in case it so in case it wasn't um, obvious, uh, the author was in fact not dead, um, had not taken her own life. Uh, apparently, her mental health was very affected by the online romance landia space of fucking catty people who just shit talk one another like it's a high school lunchroom. And it turns out that she had been like running her Facebook group, uh, The Ward, through a Burner account, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then she actually did stay offline, for, or, like, offline under her real name for, like, two years.
0: Two years. Yeah. Uh, And then in early
1: January, it was revealed that she is, in fact, not dead at all. She apparently was, like, very affected by the hostility of the online community, giant fucking ironic air quotes, um, and was planning to quit, I guess, like, quit writing, um, and decided it would be more dramatic if she faked her own death or something. Uh, And now people are like, this was a ploy to sell books, this was a ploy to do bogus fundraisers and get money. Uh, I don't know if any legal action has been taken yet. Maybe they will. And so now there's, there's drama about, like, who was in on it and who wasn't like who stood to gain financially and who didn't oh yeah she did a uh <laughs> she did an interview with the new york times apparently uh like susan Ooh. Meachin. um where she attributes this decision to her like bipolar diagnosis
0: i don't know can't speak to that um i as a bipolar person uh don't think i'm going to fake my death anytime soon <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, here's a quote from the New York Times uh, interview where she talks about being chronically online with a mental illness. I would log on and get in. And at some point in the day, my two worlds would collide and it would be hard to differentiate the book world from the real world. It was like they would sandwich together. Hmm. Okay. And like having been on the like outskirts of book Twitter, I get that. It seems like an incredibly mean, hostile place and I wouldn't want anything to do with it. And apparently her, like, her husband started to notice, I guess, what he thought was, like, his wife's kooky hobby uh, was starting to, like, affect her mood in real life because she was fighting with nobodies on Twitter about whose romance book was most problematic or something. Mm. Um, So, apparently, according to what she says in this New York Times interview, it was he that instructed their 22-year-old daughter to fake her death on the Facebook group. like, yeah, so it might have been something that she didn't have a part in, or like couldn't undo without being like, hey, I'm not dead my family just wanted you all to think I was, (laughs) which is already like, revealing, and maybe not something you want to put on the fucking internet apparently she had had suicidal like, ideation before suicide attempts before, again I don't know, I don't know this woman, but that's just what she claims so, yeah, uh the the long and the short of it is that an author was thought to have been bullied to suicide wasn't and is now back maybe made some money off some GoFundMes and some dramatic book sales when it's like, oh, this is the last book she wrote before the romance landy has bullied her to take her own life Uh, so, you know, maybe that was a bump in sales. I bet you now she's had an incredible bump in sales. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That must be nice. And then, uh, like, once it was thought that she had taken her own life, other authors were pointing at other authors and being like, you bullied her to death or something, because, you know, these people only want drama. They don't actually want to read or write fucking books. Uh So, that's, like, that's kind of wild. I can't think of one where, like someone has faked their own death and then come back and try to just carry on like nothing happened. (laughs) Don't mind me! Well, I mean, I guess carry on. She did do a fucking interview with the New York Times, so...
0: Still. That's wild. That's... Mm I don't know that I'd have the balls to come back.
1: Exactly! Yeah. Yeah. Or at least I'd have a different name, but, you know, it's... in a market so saturated with mediocre romance writing, It's hard to build up a devoted audience. Yeah, and it seems like she already had that.
0: Well, I hope she's doing well.
1: Yeah, I hope she's doing well. Let's say that.
0: Let's, yeah, I'm gonna be charitable about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's that's new bliss. New bliss is charitable. (laughs) See how long that lasts. (laughs) This is what she posted to
1: her Facebook group after supposedly being dead for two years. Um, I debated on how to do this a million times and still am not... Well, God. She doesn't really write very well is the concerning thing for me. Um, Every fucking... Every bit of writing that I've read from her, either from her official author bio or social media posts, not really great sentence structure or punctuation. Uh, I debated on how to do this a million times and still not sure it's the right... it's right or not. Okay. That's that's what she's fucking written. Um, there's going to be tons of questions, and a lot of people leaving the group, I'd guess. But my family did what they thought was best for me, and I can't fault them for it. I almost died again at my own hand, and they had to go through all that hell again. Returning to the ward doesn't mean much, but I am in a good place now, and I am hoping to write again, let the fun begin.
0: Um. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Oh. It's a weird way to end that. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it seems a little trolly. Yeah, okay. Alright.
1: You do you, I guess. That's just some. <laughs> that's some real petty internet drama. That's the kind I like. When it's just.
0: Oh no, that's a classic. Folks hoisted by their own petard. <laughs> my favorite kind of <laughs> irony. Um. Let's see. New media. We could talk about the Teen Wolf movie. Has there I... been any motion on that? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's come out. Oh, it has? Is it any good? I haven't watched it, but it has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it is so bad that uh, people are sending Tyler Hecklin uh, death threats. He didn't write it! It's not his fault. He was a co-producer, though. Was
1: he even in it? <laughs> I though? mean, that doesn't
0: make him... Oh okay. Oh yeah. Like spoiler alert. Uh, if you're gonna watch the Teen Wolf movie, take your headphones off for five seconds, children. He dies. Oh. Like
1: for real? Yeah. For real? I
0: mean, I mean everybody not. comes back except for Styles.
1: Styles dead. But he just didn't show oh, up. Oh, no, well, okay. Sorry.
0: Yeah. They like they hardcore write him out of the show. Apparently. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it and get real drunk while watching it and then come back and give you guys a review <laughs>
1: <laughs> that actually sounds fun can I join you they in I have to make up a reason yes. why the why the guy whose career is taken off and the fan favorite does, doesn't appear in our TV movie <laughs> yeah that's always a great yep. sign
0: apparently he's only mentioned once wow. <laughs> it's like when
1: they killed Meryl Streep in Mamma Mia too. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <Yeah. gasps> couldn't afford ya <gasps> Uh, let's see here Justin Roiland was fired from Rick and Morty yes, yes!
1: for fucking domestic abuse uh,
0: Yeah, for like, domestic abuse bad. that's domestic
1: awful abuse. and like yeah. he is the voice of both Rick and Morty so that'll be interesting yeah but apparently everybody yep. was talking about how he's also a writer and like so the writing's going to struggle but I looked it up and um, he's really not anymore they had already kind of phased him out of that before. So, and everybody can fucking do those voices now, so.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see them change the voices, and I'm sure they'll make some, you know, nihilistic joke about it in the show. Probably. And it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, because Adult Swim wants their money to keep flowing out that cash cow, baby. Yeah, it's like
1: the biggest show, the biggest original series they've ever had. Yeah. And they're not gonna let fucking anything stand in their way. (laughs) Which good on them. Because, you know, Yes. Also, don't hire domestic abusers. Yeah, yeah, probably shouldn't do that. But you know. Well, I mean, they didn't know at the time. Probably. I would assume. I don't know. I've actually not like read what he's accused of, but it can't have been good. Didn't I, it? It was like bad, right? Like he almost killed someone. Jesus. Yeah. Like he pulled a Sean Penn yeah. on that.
0: Um. And then we have The Last of Us, which is uh, a lot of good, a lot of drama. So perfect. A lot of good drama.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually haven't heard anyone not liking it, so... Well, they're... except for this last episode. Lucky. <laughs> I haven't seen that, either. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I've, I don't I've seen it. fucking... Again, who's got the fucking time to hang out with people who just no. hate?
0: I've been watching just because I follow some Last of Us accounts now, and you can't follow a Last of Us account without seeing somebody... some neckbeard out there being mad about this exact frame was different from that frame in the video game (laughs) yeah
1: oh okay though but Um, we watched some really cute um reaction videos because like we just like doing that and there was there's this really cute couple of like the guy who clearly plays the game and the girl who never did but wanted to watch the show i guess And just every time he keeps leaning over and he's like, that's in the game. That's her real name. That's in the game. (laughs) And it was just so cute because you could see she just has this long-suffering smile on her face. Like, she finds it endearing in this really kind of (laughs) exasperated way. But it it was so cute because, like, the entire time we were watching their bit, their, like, reactions, I was thinking about how... If I wasn't the one, actually, who watches my partner play that game, like, I don't play it, because I don't play combat games, because I panic. But I like watching it like a movie I can interact with. But, like, all the scenes that were, like, shot for shot, I was like, oh, that was, that was in it. But, like, I didn't have anybody to tell that to, because Kendra knows. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, especially when the first episode came out, um, I was very much just like, ah, it's like the game. <laughs> I didn't have anything else to say, really. <laughs> like, and I, it was good, and I liked it, and I'm, I'm liking it so far. Uh, I like the changes that they've made. Um, I, I like the actors. I like the leads a whole lot. Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Um, she is so cute. They're both die. killing it. I can't wait to see Bella Ramsey get to do, like, because right now she, she's kind of distant from Joel. Who Pedro Pascal plays, and the main story is them growing closer as they they journey through this post-apocalyptic wasteland. So right now she hasn't had like super like emotional moments yet, because those are those are in in store for, uh-huh. for young Ellie. So I am excited to see her get to do those like meatier, more emotional scenes, uh because so far she's been absolutely killing it. Um Pedro Pascal oh, yeah. has been killing it i don't remember his fucking name who
0: which person uh bill nick Offerman. nick
1: offerman thank you yeah just watched uh the episode with uh nick offerman as bill um which was a little different from uh how how it happens in the game um spoilers i guess uh so emotional but it was it was great and i i loved it um yeah it is yeah it takes a lot of what is only implied in the game and you like the bulk of the episode is a long extended flashback scene um that is really only implied like very briefly in the game um and it was a fucking bummer <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> yeah i i think the like the best comparison to make with the last of us is Cormac McCarthy's The Road and then the film version of The Road that came out in 2009 that is also set in the aftermath of some, like, unknown apocalypse where there is a man and his son, and the son was, like, very young, like, doesn't remember a time before uh, the apocalypse, like, the way the world is now. And they're just trying mightily to survive one day to the next, and the real enemy at the end of the day, like in Cormac McCarthy's novel and in the movie version, there's no monsters or anything. There's no zombies and there's no, like, I guess there's like no threat hmm. except for other people. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. and kind of similarly in the last of us, um, there are zombies and there are monsters, but the real threat is what people will do to each other. Uh-huh. Uh, when they feel threatened or they feel like they have to do something to survive. And in the road, in the novel, and in the movie, in the film, the the worst thing that can happen is that our leads could meet other survivors. Because we don't know <laughs> what their intentions are and what they might do to us. Because some of them are just packs of roving cannibals. Uh-huh. And they, mm-hmm. they will just hunt you down for meat. And some of them might not kill and eat you, but they'll steal from you and they'll steal your food and your clothes and they will leave and you to candies. freeze to death and sort of very similar. I think that the main theme of the last of us is not zombies are monsters. It's that people are monsters uh-huh. and even in the face of our own extinction, we will keep killing each other because we don't know how to do anything else. Because I think. we don't want it to be us. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because I'd rather kill you than you kill me. Yeah. And I am excited. Without spoiling too much, those parts of The Last of Us are coming. Like they have, they have established that zombies are scary now. Um, but establishing that people are scary is is coming. It's it's in it's in the pipe. So I am excited for those moments and a little worried cuz I came real close to crying at tonight's episode and <laughs> I don't cry easy so I feel like I might by the end of this series by the end of the season. It just got renewed for season 2, which I'm glad about. Yep. I'm curious. I don't know I don't know if this first season is going to be like the entire first game.
0: That's my understanding. Okay. Because everything I've seen um, them say online is that season two will be the second game and only part of it, because the second game is too much story. Okay. For one season.
1: That's fair. Yeah. See, I don't know. I like. I think that would be fine. But also, in the like material that I've seen released, I've only really seen stuff up to like Daniel. And like Daniel's camp be filmed I haven't seen anything about Salt Lake I haven't seen anything about the like the Firefly Hospital so
0: hmm well there's one shot there's one shot in one trailer and if you paid me a million dollars I doubt I'd find it again where I'm like is that the hospital mm-hmm. or am I just supposed to think that's the hospital uh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very much on the fence with you on that one.
1: I feel like they could. You could absolutely do the whole game in like the nine episodes or whatever they have for the first season. Um, I'd be kind of sad if they then immediately did the time skip to the second game, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Like I would just want more time. <laughs> I want more time. Yeah, <laughs> I would like. I would like a whole season two where they're just dicking around in Jackson, Wyoming. Yeah. Thank you, please. (laughs) Or even just, like, because I'm actually a little disappointed to know that they're doing the whole first game in one season. Because my my favorite interaction is coming up where they meet a... uh, a couple of brothers that are trying to survive and they're my favorites and I love them so much. And I was like, oh man, in the show, we can have like several episodes with them. We can actually have like a, like a story happen.
0: And now I'm like, no, probably not. <laughs> probably not for very long, actually. Well, and I mean, don't hold me to that. It's just what I th- think i've seen no i know but like disgust
1: me too i think if i had if i had final say i would end it probably after their encounter with daniel yeah um Mm -hmm. they go back to jackson and then maybe season two is going to the hospital
0: i don't know yeah daniel'd be a good place to stop (laughs)
1: <laughs> Ten seasons of them just hanging out in Jackson being bros. <laughs> and then we can do her season- game, too.
0: That'll be fine. No, I'm, I was very happy with Nick Offerman's uh That was Offerman's great casting. episode. Mm-hmm. I I was very impressed with his acting. He was very vulnerable mm-hmm. in some scenes in a way that I've never seen him be before. Mm-hmm. And uh I I was invited over to a friend of mine's who is a queer couple and they invited another queer couple over. So it's just a room of queer people all watching this episode crying <laughs> legit human tears. <laughs> yeah, same during this episode. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't care that it changed. I really didn't. Like I know that people are sad for the um missed bickering and whatnot between Bill and Ellie, but I was happy with the story that we got.
1: Yes, I I am one of those people who's sad, but I don't dislike the change that they made. Just yeah. am missing am missing the thing that I I'm familiar with, but I also like this new thing that the, you've given me. Yeah. I like that scene a lot in the game, but uh I, I like the change that they made for the show and I'm I've always been like like for example I was really into Lord of the Flies when I was uh, like middle school high school age and um, in 1990 I think they made a movie about it and the movie was very different than the book but I very much enjoyed it too I just was like it's different. It's a different Lord of the Flies. There's the book and the old movie, which are more or less the same story, and then there's this Lord of the Flies, which is different, but it's also good. And, like, I've noticed that a lot of people don't, uh, do that in fandom. (sighs) No, I hate things that are different. If it's not exactly like what I expected, (laughs) it's bad. And, like... I also, I will say, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like a lot of change, but when it comes to my media, if I've seen it before, change doesn't have to be bad. (laughs) Change can be good and nice, and, like, I don't really need the exact same story that I watched my girlfriend play to be acted by actors and not my girlfriend, who's better at the game, than I have realized. Most people who are watching this show. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, um, like all the memes of being like, oh, look how much, like, like how bad they are at taking on two clickers or something. Turns out I'm really fucking good at this game, and I didn't know that, because, <laughs> maybe it's because I've played it a hundred times, but I could, I could do it in my sleep now. Yeah, but like, I, I don't mind it being different to I, I like it. I like I like little changes that are made. I liked I like the casting changes that they did. Um, I know that a lot of racists were really up their own ass about that when that was, like, announced even. But, like, oh, my God, that reminds me. The little girl who plays Sarah, I want her to be so famous. She was so cute. She's
0: so cute.
1: She was so cute uh... and had just, she had, like great delivery on all of her lines. Like she was such a little sass master. I'm really sad that she's like not a like a main character that we get to see a lot uh, because of that. Like she might show up a few times in a couple flashbacks or something. But um, I, I thought she was great, and I hope to see her in other stuff because she is just so freaking cute.
0: I just about died when they were in Austin. Ah. Because, you know... First off, nothing filmed in Austin looks like Austin. I'm saying this is somebody who's spent my entire life in Austin. But it actually wasn't bad. No!
1: Of all like the things. Austin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of all the things I've ever seen set in Austin, it looked like Austin. And my favorite part from the beginning of The Last of Us is when you're driving away from your house and you reach that crossroads with the sign that says Austin and Sam Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. And they included it. I it know. It was such a stupid detail to be so excited about. <gasps> yeah, but we're- But I like screamed. We're from
1: Central <laughs> Texas so we had that moment where we're both like ah, I've been there. I've been right at that sign. <side." sighs> I've been there where the zombies are. <laughs> Yay! <gasps> I live in Joel's house. <sighs> That's
0: my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Big Head, Big Head yeah, being in there freaked me out. I, I was, was so, so excited. In,
1: uh, what's that actor's name? Uh, I don't remember Big Head's name. No, no, I... no, no, no. Uh, John John Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. From The Mummy. That's where Kelsey mm-hmm. knows him from. John Hannah being older flipped my shit. <laughs> I had totally forgotten that time 20 marches years? on 20 for years? everyone 20 years have happened between the mummy and now <gasps> I, he's he's done aging he looks the way he's gonna look for the rest of his life and then all of a sudden he didn't and I was I kinda got upset because <laughs> I don't like it's also possible, he looks good though it's also possible they just styled him to appear older yes that is possible <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big Head being, like, uh, Big Head from Silicon Valley being, like, a serious talk show host in the first episode's cold open really threw me for a loop, because we just watched Silicon Valley for the first time recently, so it was weird to see the weird, goofy character from that series be, like, serious and normal for exactly one scene. Yeah. I (laughs) also—that's another thing I wanted to talk about. I'm fucking loving those cold opens. I'm very sad that we didn't have one for this episode. last Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, those cold opens are great. I hope that we do have more of them. I understand if we can't do it for every episode um, and I know that a lot of shows like, don't always have a cold open but sometimes do blah blah blah, but I really like the world building that's involved in it I think it's pretty cool. Mm
0: Mm-hmm it's a good way to explain information you get uh, through flyers and, the environment and stuff yeah. that you pick up. Yeah,
1: Environment yeah. gaming, where you're, like, picking up shit. And, you're picking like, up letters, and you're seeing, like, signs and... Uh, yeah, which is great for a video game, because it involves you, like... It rewards your you, exploration of the setting. Yeah. Like, it's, it's... That's another thing that I find very interesting, is that, like... The change in media, because a video game wants you to, like, find storytelling elements, but, like, it's not very visually exciting to watch a man read a letter. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. so they want to show it in a different way, and I'm always really fascinated with how, when, when there's an adaptation to film, uh, I'm always interested to see the way things are done. And so I'm really liking the cold opens. I think that's cool. I hope they continue doing that.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, but yeah. Did you guys have anything else or did we talk about the thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure we talked about the thing. We talked about several things.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about a little everything. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, um, we were gone for seven months. Fucking. Yeah. Had a lot to talk about. <laughs>
0: yeah so consider this i don't know uh season two (laughs) Sure. (laughs) how is everyone's summer break do you guys have a happy
1: the last of us television series for one i'm really enjoying that Mm. um that's it that's really the thing i'm doing right now yeah i'm still into stranger things yes also we watched season four of stranger things uh like four months later than everyone else but we can talk about that later maybe (laughs) it's own episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm still watching it right like i've watched it eight months later than everybody else (laughs) let's see do i have a happy that isn't the last of us I'm pretty sure my happy is also The Last of Us.
1: You got a new tattoo, didn't
0: you? I did get a new tattoo. Thank you. I got a bearded lady on my thigh. Aww. Her name is Lucille. Yes! I let Kelty name her. Yeah!
1: (laughs) She looked like a Lucille, man. I don't know. I like it. I think it's a really cute tattoo. And I think it fucking suits you. It's just very cute.
0: But yeah, until next time... Thanks for joining us, y'all. I have forgotten how I close this show. I will re-listen to an older episode to make it cohesive <laughs> just again. Just I mean, put it basically that yeah. for this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us on social media on Twitter at a uh, Blissfully Show, and uh, I post links to our YouTube video there. I feel like I'm almost muscle memory, like forcing my way through this. <laughs> I think that's it that's more or or less it social media, thank you very much (laughs) let us know if you guys have any suggestions for future episodes we'd really appreciate it we love hearing from y'all
1: sorry we were gone so long
0: yeah, we were gone but we're back and we're excited thanks for waiting (laughs) okay bye 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 -bye. (laughs) bye-bye
1: Confusing, because, see... Why? Why are you entertaining this like it's a real point? Ah, uh, good point. Alright, continue, actually.